This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal Transfer Show. I hope you're doing good. I hope you are well. I hope you are enjoying your weekend thus far and have put the Friday match to the back of your mind and tried to move on from it. So I know I haven't, so I wouldn't blame you if you have also failed to do so. Um, it's obviously, yeah, it's becoming a little bit... Uh, tenuous, I think, is a good word to describe. I think seeing things on social media, thinking and seeing how people are reacting and engaging on Twitter, there is, I have worries uh, about how we might cope as a fan base if things do get worse. But um, it is important that we have discussions about this. And we did that last night. Me and Sophie had a really good chat about kind of where Arsenal are, what we can kind of expect, how we should be feeling, what we should be annoyed about, what kind of questions we can begin to ask each other about the situation without devolving into abuse and hyperbole and madness. So please do go and check out that podcast from last night because it is a very good discussion. And if you have already listened to it, you'll be able to tell other people how good it was. And I hope you can drop a like on today's video as you did with yesterday's show and subscribe to the channel if you are new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. But without further ado, let's let you know more about our sponsor as always, the Arsenal Reviews Pick Your Team Game. There was a lot of points scored, uh, the predictions against Brentford. Some went a, li- a little bit elusive with some of the choices. Martinelli and Balogun both starting, I think, definitely would have been something that not many people would have seen uh, as a choice. But who knows? Now you have to try and guess what team we will pick against Chelsea. And that is going to be incredibly difficult. A tip, and I will give you a few tips because I want to win. As I would say, make sure you're registered, but... Maybe wait a little bit before you submit your team. It's always good to get as much information as possible. And that's the only bit of advice the person who's trying to win this league is going to give you. That That is all. And that is it. So uh, <laughs> use it wisely. Uh, let's move on then to our first transfer story. And we begin with Miguel Aziz, our very likeable young central midfielder, England youth international, scorer of some unbelievable goals. 
and uh, are possibly moving away from the club this summer on loan. Portsmouth are still very interested in the young England international and uh, I youth international, we should say. And um, I think it'd be a decent move. I think personally he would do better playing in the championship. I think that'd be a, a better quality level if we could be assured about kind of regular minutes on the pitch like Tyrese John-Jules. He's getting at Blackpool. But I would really like to see Aziz playing week in, week out. If he's not going to get time in the first team, then we need to do something about it. Now, Arsenal do have a game against West Brom in the League Cup coming up between the Chelsea and City game. And that is actually before the end of the transfer window. So maybe they're targeting that game as an opportunity to show Aziz the ropes and maybe get him involved and see if he's actually worth keeping or not. But loan moves uh, away towards the end of the summer window are certainly things that we would expect to see maybe happening at some point. Now, we come on to kind of one of the big main stories of today, and that's regarding Aubameyang and Lacazette. Now, the first thing we need to talk about is Chris Wheatley reported that both players are still doubts for the game against Chelsea at the weekend, having reportedly suffered from illness against Brentford, and that's the reason why they were both unavailable. But Gary Jacob of the Times has reported yesterday that the club are willing to offload Aubameyang and are keen to sell Alexandre Lacazette, who is the la in the last year now of his contract. Arsenal are willing to pay Tammy Abraham £125,000 a week if they can strike a deal with Chelsea. Now, the latter part of that we will come on to in a second. But the start of this, and specifically talking about Aubameyang and Lacazette's future, is a main and big talking points, that's for sure, of the day. I I would be aggrieved uh, at the club's decision to move on either of these two, or both, rather both of these players now. If you were going to move on Aubameyang and Lacazette, why was this not done earlier on in the window? Why are we sitting here in the middle of August contemplating whether or not we need to move on one or both of our two main strikers? It once again is another example, for me anyway, of kind of the lack of urgency, the lack of prep and the indecisiveness of this team and rather this club in how they are pushing forward with this transfer window. I'm not saying I wouldn't be in favour of getting in a better option as a striker over these two. That's not what I'm saying. I'm purely looking at the indecision that we find ourselves in with this club in this transfer window regarding two of the club's most experienced and, for the most part, well-liked players. It is a very frustrating time to be an Arsenal fan. And this story, which emerged yesterday, certainly pricks the hairs on my arms a little bit, on the back of my neck for sure. Just oh, it's non-stop with what Arsenal can, you know, how and how it can make you feel sometimes. Whether they're ill or not, we don't know. We don't know ultimately what is going on. The only facts that we've been told, and if they are indeed facts, we are being told them through the words of our own manager, so you would hope they are facts and that you'd hope that he is not misleading us, is that they are ill. We don't know if there is anything else going on. If you see rumours spreading about this and what's going on and why they're not playing, then I would take it with a very large pinch of salt. We don't know what's going on ultimately. We are waiting for confirmation on this situation. And I say confirmation despite having it being confirmed that they're supposedly ill, because it does how there is a lot of noise about this, a lot of controversy, not controversy, there's a lot of conspiracy about this. I hope, and I mean this in the least sadistic way possible, I hope they're ill. I hope that is the reason. I hope that is why they're not playing. I really hope there is not more to this than meets the eye. 
Um, but it's one that you can't and I can't be sure about 100%. But I hope that's the case. Anyway, now Tammy Abraham, of course, does not look like he's going to be joining Arsenal. It does appear very much so that Roma have won the race, if there ever was one, to uh, bring in the England striker. Uh, Arsenal, I feel, never really had a choice or chance when they still had their two main strikers at the club. It, they would have had to have moved on one of Bamiang or Lacazette to move for a striker. Although, according to a number of reports, Arsenal are still very much looking at a forward player this season. And so <laughs> I just find it strange that we are pushing for a striker so late in the window. Why haven't we sorted this out earlier on in the window? Yes, you might say that some you know clubs aren't necessarily being able to sell well and there aren't necessarily the interest of these players. But why does that change now? Why is it going to change with with less than three weeks, just over two weeks left of the window? Who is suddenly going to become interested in a Bamiang or Lacazette now? I, I can't see that happening. I'll probably and maybe be wrong, but I just can't see it happening. Um, but Abraham is uh, very much looking anyway that he's going to be going off to Roma. And there was even images of him with a suitcase yesterday leaving Stamford Bridge. So there you go. Um, now, our penultimate story is a new link, and it revolves around Lorenzo Insigne, uh, the Napoli and Italy wide man, 30 years of age. He's a lot older than I thought. I remember watching him playing for the Italian under-21s. It makes me feel very old <laughs> when you remember that. But... This is a link that's coming out of um, out of Italy right now. Is that with the amount of years, which I think is just one year left on his deal, he will be available for a free in the next uh, summer window. And Arsenal being credited as one of the teams interested in Insigne. Now, I like Insigne. I think he's a great talent and a great player. I say the word like great talent, <laughs> even though he's thirty. But look. We talked about this a lot in yesterday's podcast. We talked about the age profile. We talked about the lack of balance in the team. We talked about a lack of experience in certain positions. I'm still really conflicted about this debate. I'm conflicted about the idea of signing players of a certain age because I don't know how much more you're going to get from it. It's a really good discussion because I feel that Arsenal's squad is absolutely unbalanced. There is so many young impressionable players in the team that really do lack the guidance of experienced heads. Arsenal just don't seem to have those key experience starting figures in their team. You've got Granit Xhaka, who's, who's 29. You've got Thomas Partey, who's 28. And you've got Aubameyang and Lacazette. Who, and all of those players, bar Partey, their futures, their situations are so complicated. They're not like stalwarts of the team. They're not like a, an Azpilicueta at Chelsea. They're not like a Jordan Henderson or a James Milner at Liverpool. They're not like a Fernandinho at Manchester City. We lack so many key stalwart, experienced players in the team that lack guidance. And we haven't been able to hold on to players for long enough to see them grow into those key experienced figureheads and fulcrums of science. You'd hope with someone like Thomas Partey, maybe he will one day become that player now 28 years of age and grow into his 30s. And I think he can go into his 30s as a key figure at Arsenal. Granit Xhaka looks to be one of those players that will go into his 30s at the club with this new contract. But it, the controversy that surrounds Granit Xhaka is too much of a problem. The centre-back position is really, really difficult to assess because our starting pair, if you were real, are a 22 and a 23-year-old in Gabriel and White. It's a 23 and 23, I think, now. actually. So it's such an unbalanced team and squad. And there is so much lacking in experience which when you've got an inexperienced coach 
I think emphasizes the situation even worse. So I am no longer going to sit here and go, nope, he's dirty, don't want him. Because I think that it is important to consider the need for experienced heads in the team. That That is very much the situation. But Insigne linked with a move to Arsenal from uh, Napoli by Italian media. Maybe not this year, maybe next, but he has been linked. Now, our final story of the day is arguably the most controversial uh, in regards to ins, and it revolves around these two players, Martin Odegaard and James Madison. The battle of the ITKs and <laughs> transfer journalists has uh, reared its head once again. I'm sure all of you saw the Bells thread yesterday talking about James Madison being very defensive. Um, I mean, I would be. Um, <laughs> I'd be very defensive if I'd said that this, that James Madison is the club's priority and then some very, very uh, big journalists, the likes of Fabrizio Romano, the likes of James McNicholas at The Athletic, turning around and saying that no, that's the Madison is, is not the big kind of situation for Arsenal and that Erdogan is the priority. I would certainly be defensive if I was what I was seeing and facing after really doubling down on this slight amount of enjoyment, not going to lie, in watching it and reading it and seeing what happens. I'm not going to get involved with it anymore. I, I'm not going to sit here and be an ITK rater anymore. That ship has sailed. But um, what does seem to me anyway is I do feel that Erdogan, and I do agree with Fab, and I agree with James McNicholas that, that Martin Erdogan is the primary target that he has always been the primary target and that despite some reports that made us feel that maybe we'd shifted sights on the attacking midfielder, that Erdogan is the option. Now, what I don't want you to do is I don't want you to get into very antagonising and creating friction between fans about either player. Both players are good. I've said this a million times. Both players are good. Madison, you would say, is with that Premier League experience for a longer amount of time. He's homegrown. Erdogan is a more creative player. He's got better passing accuracy into the final third and the box. And so both, and, and Madison can score from midfield more frequently than Erdogan. They, they have their pros, they have their cons, they have their benefits, they have their vices. But the fact of the matter is that either of these two players improves Arsenal. Either of them does. And so I'm happy for either of these two players to join the team. I think they both improve us. And I think that if, if you watched Erdogan last season, you don't rate what we saw from Erdogan last season. I don't know what to tell you. I can't convince you any other way of what he gave us because it was clear matter of fact. After he joined, Arsenal then suddenly had the, be the second best league total from the moment that he joined until the end of the season. So that it's an, it's not something you can ignore, is it? It's not, a, it's not something you can just turn around and now we had nothing to do with that because he was heavily involved and he was a big difference between the period prior and the period after, as was Emil Smith-Rowe. So those two players coming in certainly improved Arsenal's fortunes. That is fact. It's the situation. In fact, I'd love to have a debate about Martin Odegaard for those that don't feel he's necessarily great. And I'll talk something about that in a second. Um, but for me, either of these two improves us. Is either of these two players the transformative number 10 or creative midfield player that Arsenal will have to change their fortunes for the better? I don't think either are. We talked about this yesterday on the show with Sophie. I think that Arsenal lack that Bruno Fernandes. I don't think James Madison is close to as good as Bruno Fernandes. But Arsenal need someone to be as good and as impactful as a Bruno Fernandes to ever hope to get him back to where we are. 
Look at what Bruno Fernandes has done to Manchester United. Manchester United, I think, finished behind Arsenal in a ridiculous amount of seasons out of five before the last couple of seasons. He comes in and it's transformed Man United. Sure, they've not won a trophy. We can always level that and use that in kind of your school ground, playground, little debates with Man United fans. But the fact of the matter is, is I'm very envious of Manchester United, the business that they're doing, the players they're bringing in, what they're doing. Like, absolutely, I am envious of it. And Arsenal need a transformative signing like Fernandez has been for Man United at Arsenal. I don't think either of these two are that. The problem is, is I don't think the player is out there. And if the player is out there, I don't think Arsenal can get them. That's the problem. That's the issue. So it's a really difficult situation. Um, but it's one that we will follow and we will watch with great interest and intrigue um, in regards to those two. Now, before we go on to the questions and we are going to go on to your... Oh, unfocused. There we go. Um, before we go on to um, your questions and your thoughts and your feelings and, and anything that you need or you feel like I may be able to give you some insight on, um, I wanted, and I put a tweet out this morning, I wanted to do an, a kind of a phone-in show at some point today, maybe later this afternoon, maybe early this evening. And initially, right, I wanted to do the phone-in show based on Arteta for very obvious reasons. I, and you know my position on this now, I am struggling to find an argument to keep him. That's, that's where I'm at. That's where my feeling is at. And I have failed to find anyone that can try and put forth an argument to say otherwise and to convince me that I should keep the faith. I've put tweets out, I've said it on here, and I've had our people unsubscribe from the channel because of my view changing on our Twitter, which is fine. Like, you, you do you. If you. I think if you need to announce it, you know, I think there are 12-year-olds with more maturity. But at the end of the day, if you feel different, if you feel like I have been too reactionary, changed my view too quickly, and you have an argument, send us a DM over at the Guna Talk TV, or you can find me on Instagram, the Guna Talk as well. And I will happily, happily have a chat not to sabotage you, not to undermine you, to listen, to try and find and, and understand that point of view. I'm not saying I won't question that point of view. I'm not saying I won't ask you things to try and understand further why you feel that way. But that is certainly one. I also would love to have people on who are in the camp of Erdogan or the camp of Madison. I'd I'm happy with Erdogan, but I know there are a lot of people out there that are very much not keen on Martin Erdogan coming in. And that is another debate I would love to have with supporters. So if you are interested or you are frustrated that Arsenal are going for Martin Erdogan and you would like to voice your opinion on that, please send me a DM over at the Guna Talk TV, over on Instagram, the Guna Talk. You can find us there or maybe even leave a comment. But I can only really discuss over Instagram and Twitter. So there are routes that you can find us please do go and do that because we will have you on and we will have a chat. And any of those two points would be a great time to discuss those. So there you go. Um, let's uh, let's go through your questions now and get some of your thoughts and your feelings on the transfer window as a whole and how you're feeling about it. Uh, and of course, please do make sure you go ahead and pick your team ahead of the Chelsea game. Link is in the description to the Arsenal reviews as we spoke about at the start of the show. So please have a go at the game and try and beat us in our league uh, of trying to guess the um, the teams ahead of every game this season. You can win yourself a £1,000 and it's free to play as well. Vignesh says, most important question is, is it time to panic? 
Now, I sat here, as Vignesh knows, and said that I'm not, I'm not worried. I'm concerned. But I'm not worried. I'm worried. Right. I'm. I'm. I don't. Pan- I don't think I ever, ever panic. Um, but yeah, I'm worried. I'm very worried about Arsenal Football Club. I'm very worried. I think I maybe was too chill. I might have been too chill about the situation. I think I maybe even underestimated how bad things are uh, earlier in the window and how much we may have needed to improve more than we already have. Um, it's a very worrying situation, Vignesh. Uh, I don't, I'm not one to panic. And the reason why I'm not one to panic is because I have other stuff in my life. Um, Arsenal is not the only thing in my life. And despite it being my job, and my YouTube channel, and it taking up a very large portion of my life, I think panicking is going a little bit too far in your psyche, and maybe you need to, you know, take yourself away from it for a second and do some stuff that makes you happy beyond Arsenal, which you certainly should have some stuff. Uh, the real Yanis says, as of right now, and thank you for the support, mate. As always, uh, as of right now, we need to start. Uh, we need a starting centre midfielder, right-footed, left winger, cam centre forward, and a right back. All weak positions in the starting eleven. Which manager would take this job realistically? Also, you prefer Erdogan over Madison. Um, a right-footed left winger is something we lack, bar Martinelli, and I don't count Aubameyang as a winger. Attacking midfielder, centre forward, and right back. Right back for me is growing ever increasingly, looking like a much more integral part of the team to improve than we ever thought that it was so that's certainly an area of the pitch that i'd be looking to change at the earliest convenience but the problem is is we just have so many players in that position that's the problem that we have um checks as the real problem is arteta our squad isn't great but should be better than eighth position and i can't disagree that's another big argument that's been put forward to me that I can't disagree with. This squad is better than the sum of its parts. Uh, Reggie says, do you feel that Arteta doesn't understand that positional football can be dynamic in the context of attacking? Using Xhaka makes our team very static, I believe, uh, because he takes too long to think. Um, I think that, look, I thought that Switzerland played some very quick turnovers of play against France and Granit Xhaka's passing was a big part of that. So I don't think you can just point to Granit Xhaka and go, it's all because of him. I think that it is down to the tactics and the way that we play that is not necessarily fast, as cutting edge enough as it needs to be. Um, So I think that you can argue that some of the things Xhaka does slows things down, but not everything he does slows things down. And some of his passes are very, very, very positive for what we need to do. Uh, Jasmine says, uh, Aubameyang and Lacazette, could it be, one, they are really sick, two, the window is only really more open in the current phase of departures, and if both are sold and buy a new centre forward, worth suffering early on. Worth the suffering early on for it? Maybe. Maybe it is, but I just, Jasmine, I don't know whether or not, I don't know who that striker would be. Vlovic seems to be not an option. Martinez doesn't seem to be leaving into Milan. Tammy Abraham is off to Roma, it seems. So who? Who is that striker? And and signing even someone Premier League proven like Danny Ings does not necessarily mean that all of a sudden your fortunes change in a striking role. He scored yesterday with a penalty. Like it's it's no guarantee of change. So there you go. 
Uh, where I saw another question that I've just missed. Oh, no, it's gone. I can't find it now. I'm really sorry. Uh, oh, no, I found it. You see, it says, Tom, are you disappointed that we are not signing another centre mid? Yeah, I am. Absolutely. I think we need more quality in the midfields. Absolutely. I'm disappointed. Uh, Manu says, Tom, uh, you can say what you want about losing Louise, but he had mental quality and we lack that. I agree. I, I brought this up yesterday, Manu. We need a goalkeeper who gives confidence to the young backline, Saliba White and Gabriel, vocal confident, dark arts and a winner uh let's go oh thank you south south africa much appreciate the uh the uh, the donation really appreciate that mate thanks for the support um vuk says what i find funny is how easy we used to sentence the afc team from friday should beat brentford really or are we being slightly arrogant absolutely we're being slightly arrogant i'm slightly arrogant as an arsenal fan you get yourself into a psychological position of power that you think you are entitled to beat certain teams the ultimate, the ultimate is that we aren't. Like we don't have any God-given right to beat anyone. And I still thought that we should have beaten Brentford because overall you would look at the squads and say that Arsenal are better squads than Brentford. But there's no right for us to beat them. But it's the reason why we're so frustrated as we are, especially when we've got Chelsea and Manchester City next in the league table. Uh, Neil says, Tom, do you think Arteta has a plan B when plan A is not working? Also, is Arteta ready for the change of style of football? I don't see a plan B. I don't see a plan B whatsoever. Um, that's the problem. The plan B is chuck as many other players onto the pitch as possible and pray. That seems to be what plan B is. Our South African, thank you again. Says, if we sack Arteta, who comes in to replace him? And this is, again, another big question. If he goes, it's, a, it's an argument to keep him for, for some people because they just don't see a replacement. And those that shout Antonio Conte in response, there is no guarantee that Arsenal are ever going to get him or that he would want to come to Arsenal. He left Inter because he didn't see the kind of the financial side of things, helping him to progress that side. He said no to Spurs because they weren't going to be spending enough money, that the, the the project didn't convince him and they were looking like they would lose Harry Kane. In the meantime, they've since signed Brian Gill. They're signing Christian Romero and they are still looking at another big signing and could still hang on to Kane this summer. And if Antonio Conte wasn't interested in that prospective situation, what on earth is he going to have a look at with Arsenal and think, I'm not up for that? So it's easy to turn around and say Antonio Conte, but I just don't see that being picked. I also don't trust those making the big decisions to pick the right coach. That's I just don't trust that. Surinder says, Arteta should change formation to 3-4-3 three, three with Lacan Aubameyang up front and Aubameyang playing off the shoulder. I do tend to agree with the idea of changing to a three at the back system. I, I think it would work. I think it would be better for us. I think that we are lacking numbers in wide areas when we attack and I think that would certainly go some way to helping I also think Ben White would suit that situation much better too and maybe I mean you look at Chelsea you look at how good that 3-5-2 system has worked for them and how good or 3-4-3 system is working for them it's great it really is great and I don't see why Arsenal couldn't also try to do something similar it's not a defensive system people i think people really think that it's a it's a defensive system it's not if anything it's very offensive because you overload your wide areas i think it's something we should try and go back to and use and i would really much rather see us playing that system because i think it would give us more attacking potential and defensive security at the same time uh, Vignesh says, what happened to Luis Campos it was never an option. Uh, Graham Yates says, where do Arsenal have to be KSE? Uh, where do Arsenal have to be for KSE to dump him? 
I don't know. I, I genuinely don't feel like they will, even if we're bottom half of the table by Christmas. I still don't think they'll get rid of him. Uh, the real Yanis says, the only good thing is we are actually so bad right now that Kroenke can't play dumb and ignore our situation. I think the real Yanis, you underestimate. <laughs> you underestimate how much, how little care there may be from the owner so uh we'll wait and see uh let's go to scroll down a little bit more flux says uh should the board start speaking to potential replacements just in case they do decide to pull the plug i would always recommend you start preparing before you pull the plug absolutely and i'm sure intermediaries would be sounded out prior to that departure we don't need to be in a situation where we were with unai emery leaving and we left it several weeks with freddie umber before we made a decision on the new coach Venkatesh says do you think the majority of our fan base only watch the Premier League and never watch players coming in from other leagues and are very skeptical most of our fan base never saw Odegaard at Real Sociedad I do think there is an element of that I certainly think that it's a closed blinkered situation and that some fans maybe have opinions on players that they have not watched and have not seen enough of definitely that's part and parcel of football but don't underestimate how much football people still do watch, and there are plenty of people that do. And don't ever go into a situation assuming that someone hasn't watched that player. You should then, base upon what they're saying, that you can probably come to a pretty good assumption about whether or not they've seen that player in detail, but never assume someone's not seen them before you go into a debate with someone on that player. That's what I would say. Certainly something I've learned to change my mind on. Uh, let's go to uh, Lalietta. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, I'm sorry if I haven't. says, do you think the lack of uh, attacking movement and fluidity in our front four is down to the players of Arteta's stubbornness on positional discipline? Um, ironically, I think positional discipline is a bit lacking from the number 10 row. I think that number 10 row is something that needs more guidance so that Smith Rowe doesn't always drift wide and so that then the number nine position isn't really dropping into the hole that's vacated by Smith Rowe. I think that the movement needs to be improved by the fullbacks, specifically on the right-hand side. Like we use the example of Nelson's pass to no one at the end of the game against Brentford. That's where our right-back should have been supporting him and it just wasn't. So... Yeah. Uh, running with uh, Skizza says, uh, do you feel Arteta is too hands-on during a game? I see him yelling instructions more than most managers. Is he not able to get his coaching across during the week or the lack of able squad members? Some managers do that. Some managers don't. It's I don't know if it, it's indicative of someone who can't kind of, you know, uh, get their ideas across and ingrained in the players during the training. I don't know. Um, I also think there's a lot of young players in that pitch that maybe need the guidance because we lack the experienced figureheads in the team to provide it on the pitch. But some managers sit and say nothing. Some managers are up and talking all the time. Unai Emery won a Europa League, however many times, four, is it? Maybe five, four times um, by doing that. So it's who knows. And a lot of people wanted someone who was going to be up and talking when Wenger would sit down all game. That's that's for sure. Uh, let's go to Arsenal Legend says, Tom, do you think that if Arteta loses the next two games again and the Carling Cup, should he resign? I just don't see it happening. I don't see him going. I can't see it no matter what it happens. I just, I just can't see it. <laughs> it's a really weird situation we find ourselves in that is completely unknown to me and whether or not he would leave. It really is. Anyway, we are going to round things off there. As I said, I want to try and do a phone-in show later on. I want to get some of your thoughts. I really want to hear from people that don't rate Erdogan. I really want to find out why that's the case. 
If you are frustrated that Arsenal seem to be going for Odegaard over Madison, send us a DM over at the Guna Talk TV on Twitter or the Guna Talk on Instagram, and we will try our best to get you on the show to have your say and your words and your thoughts and feelings. I will question you, so be prepared for that. But I also want to hear from people that still think Arteta is the right man to take us forwards. I want to know what your argument is because I'm struggling. I'm really struggling to work out what it is that should keep him here right now. And if you have an opinion and you have an argument for that, I'm happy to hear it and I will listen to you. So let's hear what you have to say. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. I will see you hopefully this afternoon with some guests and having a chat. But other than that, it's been a pleasure. Drop a like on the video, subscribe if you're new, and join up as a member if you would like to help support the channel. And you can also go and check out the Your Pick Team game with the Arsenal review. Link is in the description. See you soon, guys. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.